We are really looking forward to this episode. It is all about the first quarter numbers in Manhattan real estate. It's good to see the statistics are, frankly, they're a little stronger than what I was expecting, but there are caveats to the busyness and that's what we're going to talk about. Well, well, we've segmented it into sort of the good, the bad, and the ugly here. The number one statistic that's been sort of the, the driving force, and we always talk about how the press sensationalizes statistics, and they always grab onto the big number. That big number is number of contracts signed. So if you look year over year, 58% were up in terms of numbers of contracts signed. And that's a, that's a big number because, and people think, oh, well, COVID and blah, blah, blah. But COVID didn't really start to freeze our market until the last three weeks of March. We actually started off the year very strong in 2020. Those numbers were very, very strong. So it was a good quarter to start, which even makes the 58% number even that much more valid in terms of a, a big, big, bright, shining lights. Well, one thing that I would like to add is that the amount of contracts that were done in the first quarter are the most since 2007, best first quarter for closings since 2017. And 2017, we always mark as the peak of our market. Uh, real promise. Real, real promise. Yeah. So that's the biggest news in terms of uh, the best news is transactions are happening. At the end of the day, that's what drives our market. Because what happens is once we have a, num a lot of transactions happening, what follows is solidification of prices or you know, turning around of any sort of decrease in prices. And, and, and that's the, I guess, not so good news or the, the, the mixed news is the prices. These are all, if we, we look at a couple different metrics when we talk about prices, one is price per square foot. Now the number itself, personally, I don't think you should put a whole lot of stock in it because it's a lot of numbers mixed in. But when you're looking quarter over quarter, year over year, it's all the same stuff mixed in. So the, the number itself doesn't matter, but the relativity to a previous quarter or previous year certainly does make sense uh, to, to look at as a valid number. And those price per square foot numbers are still down 12% year over year, and we are down still 8% quarter over quarter. It's still a price sensitive market. We're talking to our clients about this constantly, especially the ones that are hearing all the press and like, oh, the market's going crazy and so many things being sold and, and et cetera, et cetera. But it's still a price sensitive market. There's many, many, many more deals happening, but we're certainly not seeing an increase in price. What we are seeing is the beginning, what I would say, of a leveling off of price. Yeah. So let me just quickly dive into the the days on the market. So the in terms of the days on the market are up 11% year over year. So 153 days on the market on average and up 10% from the first quarter to the last quarter of last year. In terms of the inventory, so the inventory numbers are just under 8,000 units on the market, 79.73. They are actually up year over year. So there's more inventory. Still, in the yeah. market. Yep. But the inventory is down 20% between the first quarter of 2021 and the last quarter of 2020. So then you can see just like that's all those contracts being those done. Are all those contracts. So yeah. the, so the inventory is being absorbed. And what we're finding now are more and more sellers 
coming to the table, putting their apartments on the market. We're coming into our busiest inventory season. You know, that's the spring market. And guaranteed, a lot of people are going, it's not like this year is going to be different from years past. The spring is always the busiest inventory month, uh, inventory months. And it's going to be even more so, I'm expecting. So those inventory numbers are going to take some time to eat through. So we need these contract signs to continue at these high levels in order to eat through that inventory, which will then help the prices level out. And, then, and all of these statistics have to be taken with the knowledge that we have a three-month delay on when these things actually close. So yes, some the prices that we're looking at, the signed contract prices are most of the time unknown until they actually close. And certainly for these statistics, they're unknown. These are based off of closed uh, statistics. And the closed statistics were actually signed contracts the last quarter of last year for the first quarter of this year. So uh, everything's delayed a little bit. So could prices even now starting to be starting to be solidified? Sure, it's it's probably a little further down the path than these statistics sort of throw in your face. But we have some time. I mean, sheer numbers, it's going to take some time to eat through that inventory. In the 21 years that I'm selling real estate and the 19 years that you're selling real estate. Don't age me, it's 18 years. 18 years, it's the busiest, I think it's definitely the busiest spring market, but also the busiest market that we've ever experienced, that I've ever experienced. Yeah. I have never experienced the volume of, of buyers, the volume of transactions that we're able to do now. What we're looking at are the discounts. And this is where the buyers have to get in tune with the marketplace and the sellers have to get in tune with the marketplace because the buyers are misinformed if they're thinking that they're gonna come in 20 to 30% off the asking prices and they're gonna get counters and they're gonna get these apartments at bottom barrel discounts. That is not happening. We are here to tell you, you will not get an apartment in New York City. So you gotta wake up and snap out of it. Sellers. You must price your apartments to sell. And you've got to also negotiate. So you get a bidder that's bidding 18, 20% off, throw them a counter offer, yeah. tell them this is not going to happen, not in this marketplace with this volume of demand and bring the buyer up. If the buyer wants to dig in their heels, they're going to lose the apartment. We've had that happen across the board. I've had it happen on the buy side. So have you. And we've had it happen on the listing side yeah. where we had a clear example. We sold an apartment. Some of these apartments are going at premiums, others bottom barrel prices. And yeah. what we're finding in my opinion are the, the, the lower end apartments are languishing on this market. The studios and one bedrooms, the first time buyers, the parent buying for the children. It's very, very busy in terms of the transaction volume. Um, and inventory that we have coming on the market. And, but those one bedrooms and studios are, are a real challenge um, right now. And, and I do that's think- That's what we're experiencing. And that's we what we're very experiencing. very well-priced inventory. Great apartments. And these rates are so cheap. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just buy one of them. I think you should buy one too. Let's buy one for the team. The, I do think that the studio and one bedroom market, it has yet to come. That is going to, as- 
we've talked about before, one of the biggest categories of people that left the city are those studio and one bedroom first time home buyers. That category of buyer, that profile, what matters most to them? Pricing, interest rates. Interest rates are still really low. There's a lot of inventory on the market. So prices have been, are depressed in the, in, especially in the studios and one bedroom market. Um, and they're, I think, going to come back into this market with a force as they start to see the city open back up, which we're, we're all seeing evidence of that. Um, I, I, the other day I was on the train and, you know, for many, many months now, for a year, it's been where people sit, you know, there might be two, even three seats in between people. I was on the train just the other day, <laughs> and this is a good indicator of people's comfort level with the vaccine being prevalent and a lot of people getting it is almost every seat's filled now. People's, you know, they're not, they're not ashamed to, to scoot in between a couple of people and be like, I want to sit there, you know. And now what we are seeing are the floodgates opening and we're prepared to service the clients, whether they're on the list side or the buy side of the transaction. A lot of our wealthy clients are like, are you seeing cracks in the real estate market? The answer to that is a resounding no. People are buying Manhattan for the long term and taxes can change and incentives can change. So the higher end of this marketplace is on fire right now. Yeah, we've got a lot of these families. You know what I'll tell the new people, new buyers that are calling or old clients that are thinking about doing something. Our experience is that these New York City, which is the majority of our clientele, are New York City, New Yorkers, people that are primary users and and raising their families here and they're committed to the city. Those families are doubling down right now. That's correct. They're all staying. And as they should, you know, the city, there's nothing else like it. And it's not going to change. You know, it's going to take uh, a heck of a lot more than, than COVID-19 to, to really severely impact our market. So I see this market going gangbusters through 2021. And I would venture to say into 2022. Could there be uh, things to sideline us? But uh, the answer to that would be yes. Always. But I have a feeling... People are flooding back into the cities. Yeah. And people uh, are tired of not having the city, you know? Absolutely. Well, I, I'm in line with you. I think there's going to be a firming up of prices over the over the next nine months, over the, you know, for the balance of this year. I think given the number of contracts signed we've already seen and the amount of activity that we've seen um, thus far, I, I'm not expecting it to change uh, anytime soon. So I think we're set up to have a banner year in terms of contracts signed, prices will inevitably start to solidify as those numbers continue to be strong. Because, you know, at the end of the day, every market has a certain mob mentality. You know, people follow in, they start to hear their friends are buying, their their families buying, their colleagues are buying, and they're like, oh, I, you know, that gives them confidence to buy. And as everybody jumps in, um, you know, that will solidify our, our market as the inventory comes down. And I do think, as I mentioned earlier, the studio and one bedroom market is where we're going to see a big uptick. I think I that, so. that market has yet to take off as those people come back. And what's evident is we put on that little apartment. We had a little studio apartment on 37th street that we put on for rent and for sale. We had we ended up renting it, but long term for a, but we had like five inquiries on that 
from young professionals that were looking for a short-term rental. Yeah. And that's a very limited data pool, but it's a very specific data pool because, and, and location, that location appeals to the young professionals that work in those offices in the East 40s and East 50s in that Midtown region. Um, and I think those people, inevitably, they were looking to rent someplace for three or four months while they look to buy a place. And I think that's what we're going to see. That's my biggest prediction. And I rarely throw out as much weight behind a prediction, but I think that's going to be uh, the engine that continues to drive our market forward. All right, bud, as always, great to talk to you. Great to, great to see your energy, as always. I don't have energy. Keeps me going. Uh, you even got to sing. I mean, we could maybe take that down a notch. But everybody, great. Thanks for listening. We will great see you week. next week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most and remain in gratitude. Importantly. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, johnandjonathansellnyc.com, or you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere else with the handle at johnandjonathansellnyc. If this show was entertaining, helpful, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.